0: and welcome to the latest episode here of the Keyflow Podcast. Today I have with me Becky James. Becky is one of the directors at Propest Equine and one of their products, or their key product is the Haygain Hay Steamers. Um, and I'm hoping that today with Becky we're going to be able to try and cover all questions that people have about steaming hay, soaking hay, the benefits um, of, of all of these methods. Uh, But firstly, just to introduce you to Becky, she graduated um, from Nottingham University with a degree in animal science, after which she moved to the Royal Agricultural College in Sirencester, which is actually where I went to university. And whilst Becky was at the Royal Ag College, she did a Masters in Applied Equine Science. And this is where the story of Haygain Steamers begins. Becky, can you... Firstly, tell us yeah, the start of the story of Haygain Haysteamers and how it all came about.
1: Yep. so um, Brian Fillory and, and Tim Oliver, who are the um, sort of founders of Haygain, uh, had developed a prototype um, actually after years of um, research and development. Um, and I sort of came in at the final stage and um, helped to tweak the design. We um, changed the configuration of the spikes and um, tested exactly what the steam did to the hay. Um, So the temperatures we reached inside the hay gain were over 100 degrees and that killed all the mould, fungal spores, bacteria and yeast within the hay. So basically what I was looking at in the lab was samples of dry hay and samples of steamed hay and seeing um, plates that were absolutely covered in um, various types of mould and bacteria and then completely clear plates, you know, the results were so blindingly obvious you didn't even need to do statistical analysis on them, Um, so it was very exciting.
0: And this was at the early stages, like you said, they, they initially sent a prototype, so after you did your research as part of your thesis and your master's was there more research that was done on the hay steamers into how scientifically effective they are?
1: Yep definitely and it's and it's something that is is still ongoing it's like anything when you um, start to research in something you find something out and actually it just asks more questions and and opens up more avenues to pursue but initially what we did before we uh, launched the product on the market was um, carried out some market research and check that uh, there would be people out there that would buy it and also um, had several of these prototypes made that we put out into yards and um, changed the design of it um, from a point of view of of using it so originally they had four wheels which actually meant that it rolled around when you were trying to load the hay and Mm. you know sort of small adjustments like that before the production model that you see today Mm -hmm. um, was was ready and um, it, you know was we then launched the product properly to the market in February 2009
0: and Brian Fillery who is the creator of yep. this product Do you know what made him come up with the idea in the first place? I mean, was he getting a demand, people saying to him that they were wetting hay and it wasn't as effective, or was he speaking to vets? I mean, I'm just interested to know how it originated, because obviously it is such a successful product. Um, What made him think that this was something that the equine industry needed?
1: Yeah. It was a combination of two things. Um, Steam has very much been in his family. Um, Both Brian and Tim run a a different company called ProPress Limited that Mm -hmm. make clothing steamers. So it removes creases from, from clothes. And in actual fact, Brian's grandfather, I think it was, I'm right in saying, invented the pressure cooker. So in terms of steam, it's in their blood. Know, yeah. <laughs> so that was that side of things, and then he—he's um, a, a horseman himself. He was master of the Avonvale Hunt for nine years. Um, he's uh, owns race horses, and you know likes to ride himself, and had horses with um, allergies to to hay. Um, so it was something that he w- you know, wanted to combine the, the two mm. things into, and he, he actually started it a long time ago, playing around with different prototypes, but it took a while to find um, a method that could do a whole bale at a time, first yeah. of all, which we'll come to later, but is, is the sort of spike system. Um, and also, originally when he was looking into it, the cost of thermally efficient plastics was quite high, so the overall cost of the product just seemed like, you know, you wouldn't be able to make it mm a price that um,
0: people would pay yeah yeah and so getting right to the point I suppose what are the main benefits of steaming especially over soaking which I know lots of people do anyway
1: so you know you as a horse owner know that hay is a big part of the horses diet it's a very important part of the horses diet it's you know what enables them to uh, Eat in a natural way and you know little and often and mm-hmm. um sort of grazing all the time so the only downside of hay is that it, it is conserved and has dust in it up until now the the way that people have been able to deal with that is to wet the hay with soaking uh, which dampens the dust down so that it's less um, that the particles are less respirable but um, it comes along with s- several sort of disadvantages. So things like, it's not a particularly nice job to do in the winter, you know, mm. if you look at the sort of basic things. Um, you're only dampening them down. You're not actually killing the the, the problem, the mould and the bacteria. Um, we'll actually increase the bacteria. Mm. So uh, just a 10-minute soak will increase the bacteria by one and a half times yeah. in hay. And... Um, The post-soak liqueur, so the the water that's left over, we're not supposed to put down drains because it's nine times more polluting than raw sewage. Oh, wow. Um, So there there are lots of problems associated with soaking. Whereas steamers obviously don't have these side effects. Yeah, it overcomes a lot of those things. So rather than just dampening them down, the temperatures inside the box are over 100 degrees. Yeah and they're maintained at that temperature for long enough to actually kill any mould, fungal spores, bacteria. Um, and of course, dampen down any um, organic dust such as leaf shatter and yeah. um, particles like that.
0: And so, obviously, it's the mould and the fungal spores that are causing respiratory problems, yes. such as coughs or inflammation or any you know inflammatory diseases in their lungs or in their throats. Yeah,
1: definitely. And when I say mould, I'm not talking about a mouldy bale of hay. These are uh, particles are so small you can't even see them, yeah. even when you you know sort of shake hay in and there's a ray of sunshine and you see the particles we're talking smaller than that yeah um, but they are the ones that are small enough to go right down inside the lungs and and cause a, a serious problem so uh,
0: even if you had hay that had small amounts of mold in it that you couldn't see steaming it eliminates that so it means that when you feed your horse steamed hay they're not having all that horrible yuck going into their throat and into their system
1: yeah definitely and you know the nature of hay and how it's made is it will always contain a certain amount of of dust and fungal spores and bacteria you will never have um hygienically clean hay without it being steamed yeah um so even if it looks nice smells nice and actually the hay that we used for the testing um for my research was, as far as I was concerned, very good hay. I was feeding Mm. into my dressage horses at the time. It looked nice. It smelt nice. I didn't foresee there being a problem. And there was um, seven and three-quarter million colonies of spores per gram on that hay.
0: Wow. And that, compared to normal, is a huge amount?
1: Um, That would be a a good hay, you know, like a fairly average hay. Wow. Um, And so
0: the steaming eliminates the spores altogether?
1: Yes, it does, yeah. Wow.
0: And it's the spores that cause the irritation. Is that correct?
1: Yes. In so, the throat, coughs, and things. Um, so we'd class it as a respirable particles, and they would be made up of mold spores, fungal spores, bacteria, um, and uh, you know other microscopic mm. particles. Yeah. Those that are small enough to travel down inside the lungs. Gosh.
0: And so um, how how did you test it? Did you Obviously you made sure the horses liked eating it, but did you ever test it on horses that already had problems? So if something already had a cough, if you fed it steam tape for a week, the cough went. Did you do anything like that? Or is it very difficult to test like that? I mean, I guess there's so many variables.
1: Yeah, it, it is difficult to test that, particularly sort of out in the field. Um, but as time has gone on and more and more research has been carried out, um, there was um, a research paper carried out at Virginia Tech University in America and they had a group of healthy horses and a group of horses that um, had diagnosed RAO and then they fed them dry hay and steamed hay and looked at the clinical parameters and how they improved mm-hmm. both with the healthy horses and, and with the RAO. So that's kind of... as close as you can get yeah and what's RAO? um so recurrent airway obstruction right it's um allergic uh, responses in the horse and, and sort of uh, respiratory problems they have lots of different names and the classic one would be copd um RAO is basically a, a new term for for yeah, that i um, see
0: and so from a practical side of things if you're steaming the hay um, it takes about an hour for it to steam in, in, is that in all the size
1: all the sizes? So it's always a minimum of, of 50 minutes from when you switch it on so that includes the heat up of the water time yeah um, but as, you know as far as you're concerned you put water in the steam generator, hay in the hay chest, switch it on and time it for a minimum of 50 minutes. Mm-hmm. Now after that 50 minutes there's a thermometer on the lid yeah. and you check that it's reached um, at least 80 or above in terms of the lid temperature yeah Uh, now we know from the research that that corresponds with well over 100 degrees inside the hay itself okay um and that's just a way of a sort of look see as to what temperature is inside the box yeah um so some bales uh are denser and heavier than others so they may take a little bit longer than the 50 minutes yeah um whereas if you've got you know a couple of hay nets that are quite loose in there then Mm. um you know 50 minutes would be ample
0: and um obviously if you soak hay once you've soaked it and you've drained it you've got to use it pretty
1: much straight away yeah what's the case with steaming hay so with steamed hay we recommend feeding it within 24 hours yeah um the difference is obviously with soaked hay if it, well in particularly in hot weather it can sort of sour and go yeah. off but it can also dry out and then the dust that you've dampened down can become airborne again yeah um, and and cause a problem Plus obviously where you've got it wet, ultimately it could go mouldy if it was left for that yeah. long. Yeah. And then with the steamed hay, because you've killed what's in there, you've almost, um, you can't say sterilised, but that type of thing, you've cleaned it, you've killed what's in there. Yeah. Um, so the only risk is sort of contamination from other sources. So perhaps if you left it next to your dry haystack or some straw or whatever, um, then there's the chance it would be contaminated again um so we recommend feeding it within 24 hours yeah. but we have actually tested up to 7 days later in the lab um with no significant change
0: oh wow that's quite good isn't it so if you brian and tim the three
1: directors had your way would you want every horse in the country to be on steam jay yeah definitely um for both the horses and for the owners from the horses side of things you know you're able to safely feed them hay Um, where you're taking away all the variables, the fact that it varies bale on bale, year on year, um, and all that sort of things. Um, From the owner's point of view, firstly, peace of mind that you know what you're feeding is clean and what comes out of the box is the same in terms of the hygienic quality every time, no matter what you put in there. And it's an easier job to do. You're not dealing with dripping, heavy, wet hay nets and ice all over the yard in the winter. And... Um, or the other point that I didn't mention earlier is soaking will actually leach out the nutritional value Mm. which uh, you know (laughs) can be a major issue Yeah, it can be particularly for um, or certainly an issue for for performance horses Um, you're sort of leaching out all the goodness.
0: So Becky tell me as well as hay this might sound like a silly question but is there anything else that you can put in a hay steamer?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So it's, it's any type of forage. Um, so uh, haylage would be something that you can put in there. Um, particularly haylage, if it's quite dry um, it, it will definitely improve it um, in exactly the same way as, as it does with, with hay, so improve the hygienic quality. Um, we've had some research carried out into haylage specifically, and if you compare a freshly opened bale with the same bale steamed and then left for four days, it's still significantly cleaner than when it was freshly opened. Wow! Um, so for um, you know, particularly for yards that can't use the haylage quick enough as well, yeah. then it's able um, enabling you to sort of prolong the shelf life of it. Yeah. Um, and also technically straw. I mean, I think there are practical implications in. Um, suggesting you steam the straw for bedding Um, but there are we do have customers that do it we have carried out research um, that shows it does absolutely improve the hygienic quality in the Mm. same way that it does does for hay so that's certainly an option.
0: I must say it is great um, and really fascinating in the equestrian industry to have new companies still coming out the woodwork and developing new products and doing lots of research um, you know because nothing ever stands still and there's always new problems and especially in such a competitive industry in eventing, particularly for me but dressage, show jumping, racing, anything showing um god i'm trying to think of every equestrian sport endurance <laughs> um you know you want your horses to be performing the best they possibly can and i guess hay like you said to me earlier it's an under you underestimate how important hay is in the horse's diet yeah um, and I know that having chatted to you this afternoon about our, our hay and, and the problems I've had with my horses this year, um, it really is something that I know is necessary um, and like I said it, you know it's nice that we have these options now, that there is a company that gives us better options and the best option for the horse. And of course, your steamers come in all different sizes, so they would suit somebody just with one horse or one pony, you've got a travel size that you can take in a lorry uh, if you're staying away at a competition, and it goes all the way up to a big size for a commercial yard, or, or not necessarily commercial, but a yard with you know eight or plus horses.
1: Yes, yeah.
0: Yeah, so that's good because it means anybody can have one, and um, hopefully it suits all budgets as well. Well, Becky, thank you so much for having a chat with me about the seamers. I hope um, that you feel you've covered everything. I know I've definitely Learned quite a lot about steaming hay and <laughs> want to try and get my hands on one. If anybody would like any more information about hay steamers um, or you'd like to have a chat to Becky about uh, possibly using one or trying one then do give them a call or have a look on the hay steamers website which is www.haygain.co.uk. Becky will be more than happy to speak to anyone.
1: Absolutely. Um,
0: and I'm sure you'll see see them at some events. And obviously, lots of professional event riders are using the products now as well. I mean, I know that Tim and Janelle Price use them, is that correct? They do, yes. Yeah. Um, so it is the next thing to have in your yard. <laughs> Thanks, Becky. Okay, thank you.